the shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. I'm Chris Jeppa. And I'm Katie Norgren. With us this week is super amazing, famous, very famous actress. <laughs> and famous. a grand dame of the theatre. Um, <laughs> she is a performer and a producer of all kinds of amazing things. Please welcome Morgan Brayton. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you had to swallow that kombucha really quickly. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm drinking kombucha. Mm-hmm, yes, we're having a very Vancouver day. Really rare for me. Yeah, but this uh, this one is not horrible. Yeah, no, this is the this is the intro kombucha, the yeah. blueberry maple. This is the gateway, the gateway, com- the gateway booch. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to give you the just real like a challenge. teeny bit sour, but it won't actually make you like ingest any kind of weird, gross films. Yeah, well, we got goose. live beings. We got Gavin Clarkson to drink it even after I described it as like rotting mushroom juice, and he was like, "Cool, let's try." He's like, "That's way less gross than you made it out to be." <laughs> See. There's some people that that would be like, oh, rotting mushroom juice, bring it on. Bring I'm it not one of those people. The hell on. Yeah. No. <laughs> I want to create a new biome in my guts. You know, apparently it's good for allergies and stuff. Yeah, we'll see. That's we'll fun. fucking see. Yeah. I don't so know. So are antihistamines. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. A lot less I'm disgusting. with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... How have you been, Chris? I haven't I mean, seen you in forever. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute and a half. I went to Victoria and had my luxurious weekend in a hotel mm. uh, to myself for my friend's wedding. Nice. Um, it was delightful. I definitely got to like have a bath, which is a rarity. Um, was it a schmancy hotel, it was or a super were you just excited hotel. to be in a hotel? Yeah. You sent me a picture of it, say? and there was like eight pillows on the bed. Yeah. <gasps> That's yeah. how you know well, it's since, an eight pillow hotel. Since I'm not there anymore, no one can follow me. It was the right. Laurel Point Inn. Oh, the super schmancy, yes. And super wedding y. Yes. Lots of weddings. Yeah. So you had to take the Helijet over. I did, because I had some work to do as well. So I was able to do a work trip at the beginning, and then I took the ferry home like a sensible, not spending your tax dollars <laughs> kind of thing. Living large. <laughs> she works for the government. Yeah. yeah. But, I, uh, I gathered. But so that was really lovely, and I got to. Uh, yeah, be introduced in the legislature mm. um, by two separate MLAs, which is very cool. Nice. <laughs> You're the star of question period. I'm such a fucking nerd for question period work. Really? It just <laughs> stresses me out. She loves questions. It's I like, like dude, it makes me really anxious because they're all so mean, and I, I just know. think, just stop behaving so poorly and ta- and just. Knock it off, guys. It's, but it's they even don't. meaner when you're in person because you oh, can actually hear all the heckles and you <gasps> see them like making hand gestures at each other and stuff. <laughs> this one? Um, well, not that one. <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. They're very strict. Like we actually waved from the gallery and the usher like shushed us. Like wow. I kind of when I am 80, I want to be an usher at the House of Commons or something. Because like, <laughs> are they all old people or super old, super crotchety, very decorum, perfect heavy. choice. Yeah, which I think I totally will be like that when I'm 80. Mm. No. The primary <laughs> employer of over. 80s in Victoria, which is 95% of the population. Say, if you're employed in Victoria, no. Uh, I'm actually Newly from Newly. Victoria. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do they wear, do you get to wear gloves, the ushers? Oh, I didn't do know that. Oh, well, I don't you would notice if they were wearing gloves. They're old so. bone yeah. prone hands. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't tell if they were gloves or not. But they just shushed us a lot. Was yeah. Giggling. Mm-hmm. I was. Um, I was a flower girl at the Parliament Building. This is as close as I got to question period. Um, <laughs> every year for Queen Victoria's birthday, I guess maybe it oh. was, they would have this sort of procession of 
little girls in dresses with flower baskets and you would walk around the fountain out front of the parliament buildings and it was a big honor to be chosen to represent your school yeah it was a big deal yeah (laughs) it sounds so very delicate and feminine yeah like me (laughs) just like you yeah just exactly like you victoria itself i just associate with just flowers in general Mm. like it was so springy over there they actually had cherry blossoms happening it was warm and sunny not like here which was still like a freezing rain Thunder and lightning garbage fire, apparently, yeah. according to someone that I texted. I was like, oh, it's so nice and sunny. They're like, it's literally it thundering and lightning snow right, right. now. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little nicer. Yeah. Just a little bit. But yeah. yeah, you know, I just, I had my nice, uh, my nice hotel time. My friend got married and it was lovely. Nice. We stood shivering in the cold at 10 a.m. in a garden. <laughs> and then the sun came out for pictures, which was lovely. Mm. And yeah, had a very nice party. So, I'm so glad. after that, I just like came home and I've had the most like boring mundane week ever (laughs) back to the routine back to the routine and like needing the vacation from the vacation which is a cliche but like it's true you know we whooped it up most evenings and stayed out late and slept in and so I had to like reorient myself back into daily life right (laughs) calibrate you're like where's the buffet oh right it's my house (laughs) darn it I have to feed myself and bathe myself. It's such garbage. I hate having to take care of myself. It's dumb. I went to my second therapy appointment as well, and I realized that I pretty much don't like my therapist, so I want to switch her out. Definitely. For the second time, the first time I went, I made her cry. Wow. And I kind of had to, like, take care of her a little bit. And then the second time, I was talking about some, like, health stuff, and so I was like, oh, you know this health thing, that health thing. She's like, you are seeing a doctor, aren't you? And you know that you should get some exercise and maybe watch your diet. And I was like, excuse me, this is narrative therapy. We're supposed to be co-creating a journey together. And I really dislike this. Oh, yeah. No, that doesn't no, sound not into it. And she said, oh, you know what you should really do is you should get massages. And I'm like, I'm at the sliding scale therapy place. I cannot right. afford a massage on the regular. Oh, man. So I was like, who are you, grad student? I was oh, not Lord. super into it. So, mm. oh, Jesus, I could I've, do a better job. And we that was far too intimate. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You basically therapize me on the regular on this podcast. There you go. That's true. I think it's been so successful for a whole year. Yes. Well, successful. (laughs) It's still here. Well, you're still doing it after a year. Yeah. It's pretty successful. In my life, anything I'm still doing after a year, I consider a success. I think that's great. I think so. This is our our weird baby (laughs) that only we love. No, I'm just kidding. A few people like it. That's good. Yes, yes. I was at a work fundraiser and some people came up to me and they were just like, hey, Chris, we like your podcast. So hi, Aaron and Natalie. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> I met you at a work thing. It's spreading. This is not good. Nice. <laughs> Please, now if you're, you're listening cautious. to this, you know that this is just in your earbuds for your earbuds only. Don't tell our bosses <laughs> right. what we it's talk like, about. <laughs> don't tell the government to listen in on us oh, more than they already, already are. <laughs> yeah, basically. How was your week, Katie? You know how my week was, Chris. It was hard. It stunk. Oh. It was fine. Our snake got taken away. We're really sad about We need about to the talk snake. about this. Yeah. I'm so heartbroken over this, and I'm not even a snake person. Yeah, no. you never even met her. But no, you're, you but talked about being emotionally invested in a kombucha scoby, Morgan, so I imagine this is exactly yeah emotionally no. invested mm-hmm. in the snake that you never you met. Under, you know, I feel was... like you really understand me we just <laughs> met, but yes, that's about, yeah. Chris is a real namaste kind of gal. Yeah. She'll see your soul really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I'm just like a walking, bleeding heart. So, well, yeah. you fit in very mm-hmm. well in this little room mm-hmm. here. Uh, Tell us about the snake saga. I'm the so snake sad. saga. The snake saga, uh, which sounds so good on a podcast. The sibilance. <laughs> uh, so, my wife and I went to buy a new enclosure for our snake because she was not getting enough humidity 
in the situation she had, and she needs a lot of humidity so she can shed her skin. Mm-hmm. And she was going into a new shed, so we're like, we're going to set up a nice terrarium for her. So we went out and bought a 37-gallon aquarium, and we're taking it up in the elevator. And this guy that lives on our floor... Barry, if you're listening, which you're not, <laughs> fucking Barry, <laughs> fucking Barry in 1604. Oh no, you're just calling him straight out. Oh, I'm calling him straight out. Are I'm put, never gonna damage him. People but are gonna put spiders under that door. I want mm-hmm. people to put spiders under his door, but only you know native species that are non-venomous. Whoa. All these other bylaw lords I'm learning. Um, by so by lords. <laughs> uh, so we're taking up. Uh, so we're taking the thing up in the elevator from PetSmart and. Uh, Barry's on the elevator with us, and he's like, oh, you guys got some fish? We're like, uh, no, we actually we don't. yes, fish. We should have said yes, fish, but it was like, uh, no, we don't, we don't have fish. This is, we're turning it into a terrarium. He's like, oh, what kind of pet do you have? We're like, oh, she's a ball python, so she's a snake, and he starts asking us these questions, like, oh, that's interesting, you got a pet snake, how big is she? We're like, oh, we don't know, she's fully grown, she's not gonna get any bigger, she's about three and a half, maybe four feet, um, she's beautiful, we love her so much, like, she's really a great pet, because we can't have dogs and cats, because we're both allergic to dogs and cats, she's like, oh, well, you know what, great, have a great day. It's the only source of joy in our life, you said to Barry, and he turned around. (laughs) (laughs) It's not quite what I said to Barry, (laughs) but, That's basically what I'm intimating, I can't have any other pets, because I'm allergic. I think you laid it out pretty clearly, yeah. the only source of joy in my life. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, like, we just, that she brings us a ton of joy, we really love her, you know, it's a weird pet, but she works so well for us and she's so like she gives us her own brand of love and we love it oh he's like oh enjoy your snake you know like just real polite enjoy your snake and inside of three days later i get a letter from the strata corporation who are like we have reports that you have a, a, a very large snake in your unit and we want to inform you that this is in contravention of new westminster's pet bylaws section blah line new west was a cool town you have a cool mayor and like yeah jonathan coat social like, justice help me out bullshit here. but you need to get some snake bylaws changed. I need to get some snake bylaws changed. So so they gave us 14 days to get her out, and the people who rescued her originally and rehomed her with us were willing to take her back. So... So they're, then they're going to pay us for the tank and everything, which is really great, because that means I've, I've got some money coming back to me, which is nice, because right. I could use it. But yeah, it was really tearful. It was really, really okay. hard. My wife and I cried a lot. I cried when I read your post about it. Yeah. I was, it's, it's so heartbreaking. It was so sad. We were just really like, and we keep looking at the space where her tank used to be. It's just like, oh, it's like a God. void, you know? Like, it was so cool, because it was a beautiful little setup. It was just such a, a green and lush little terrarium, and she would just like curl up in the corner on top of her hide and just like smoosh down like not hurting anybody yeah like she's not even that active like she just kind of like to take come out and like lie on our warm bodies and watch tv with us like she would periscope up like this nobody can see it who's listening but she just kind of like like poke her little head up and just watch whatever was going on Mm. she's super sweet so we can still visit her but we can't keep her anymore which sucks (laughs) so eat a dick berry (laughs) eat a hundred dicks and uh if you're afraid of snakes you're a wuss, and uh, I'm going to throw rubber snakes at you forever. It just is, it's, to me, it's so unnecessary, right? He never because, even saw the snake. Yeah. He never would have seen the snake. And he had to also have gone home and Googled the bylaws, yeah. right? Like, or maybe he already like, knew that's what I he was asking. Yeah. One of, it's probably one of his, like, peccadillos, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he just knows this because he hates snakes. Or, right. It's like, I moved to New West specifically so that no snakes would ever be around me. Right. Sure. Or something. And yeah. you know what? I'm all about bylaws that make sense, mm-hmm. and I'm and, you know, with all due respect, not a huge fan of keeping exotic pets mm-hmm. and all kinds of things like that. But also, I happen to know, because I also do work in 
cat rescue that like there are all kinds of egregious <laughs> violations happening that the city is doing bugger all about. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so the fact that, you know, this situation, rather than like shutting down a breeder that is horrible, mm-hmm. the fact that your lovely little lesbian snake has been taken <laughs> from you. lesbian snake! Is upsetting to me. And the funny the funny part of that is, is like, yeah, and I totally agree, like, like the exotic pet industry sucks. This mm-hmm. was a bit... She was a rescue. Yes. You know, yes. like she really was. Yeah. Uh, and our friend, our wonderful friend Jen rescued her from somebody who had very good intentions but just did not have the capacity to take yeah. care of the snake. And it was not in good health. With things like yeah. that. And so Jen really nursed her back to like 95% health and we took her the rest of the way. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, the last day that we had her, she's just so glossy and healthy mm. looking. Like she'd grown way bigger, not lengthwise, but she'd gotten chubby like because yeah. she kept eating, yeah. which is great. And so, yeah, it was just a real bummer. Uh, sad, but I feel cleansed of it now, kind of like I'm mm-hmm. still sad about it. I'm still mad yeah. about it because like you really do have to think like these people are just talking about how happy this makes them. How do I snatch that away? Yeah. Kind of like, how do I let those, you know, arrogant fucks know that their happiness doesn't mean anything? And how can he, like, like, because you're going to run into Barry in the elevator again. Oh. And if I were Barry, I wouldn't be able to look you in the eye. Well, yeah. Are you going to say something to him next time you see him? Yeah, well, I'm interested just gonna, to know like, what he has to say to me. Okay. So I'm just going to not say anything, probably. He's like, how, if he, <laughs> I'd love for him to be like, so how's the snake? Mm. I'd be, you fucking know, you how, know the how the snake, snake is, is Barry. Barry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. Like, or I'm just going to look at him and not say anything and just kind of like stare at him the whole time and see what happens. I think you should like stare at him the whole time, but then when you get off the elevator on your mutual shared floor, just be like, thanks a lot, Barry. Thanks a lot, Barry. And, like, you really have to pronounce the B to, like, really get the disdain. Thanks a lot, Barry. Give him his (laughs) full name and place of work, which I know because I was able to look him up on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) I would just go knock on his door. I know your address. Like, I can Google you. Yeah. (laughs) I would go knock on his door and talk to him. Like, he didn't have the balls to say to you, like, oh, you know what? You can't really have that. Like, he didn't. He went behind your back and was all jerky about it. Yeah, so I think you should go straight full, like. Just go knock on his door and be like, hey, just want to check in with you on this because I th- we got a problem up? here yeah. we got a problem here Barry Barry. <laughs> uh, Barry is a dickhead name isn't it yeah mm-hmm. it's the name of a dickhead so that's kind of what I've been up to uh that's garbage I'm sorry but you know in order to distract myself from being sad I was like I gotta just get out and not be in the house and wallow because Tessa likes Tessa's a wallower when she's depressed mm-hmm. and I being around that was making me feel really like I wanted to do the same and I knew that wasn't going to be good for me she recovers faster if she does that whereas okay. I stay sad if I do that so right. I need to like cry for a couple days and then go out again <laughs> so I went and did like two open mics back to back so yeah. so I did that and that felt really good. You're and kicking your own comedy ass again. Kicking my own ass again. Thanks, Graham, for <laughs> telling me I needed to. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm kind of getting back into things and trying to take care of myself, as Ugh. we talked about. So keep like <laughs> keep at the gym and, and all that kind of stuff. So trying to be a good girl. <laughs> uh, this sucks. You it's are boring. good. I'm <laughs> telling you, you are good. This is why we brought you on the podcast, yeah. Morgan. We just need we some like reassurance. Big soft heart. Stay yeah. That's yeah. a Sunday. That's a good time. Got my not feeling it chicken shirt on. <laughs> Courtesy, <laughs> you made it weird. Good oh, times, man. Morgan. What have you been up to this week? Oh boy, um, my family, the other members of my family, the human members, <laughs> have gone away to visit Grandma for spring break for a couple of days in the states, or Ooh. for a week in the states. A couple of days ago, they left, so I've had um, a very quiet house. House to self with kitty cats, <gasps> with kitty cats, yeah, and, and you had six souls. Dog. 
Yep. Uh, Bunbury the dog and five cats and me. I haven't really had a chance to enjoy it fully yet, though, because I'm in the process of filing my taxes. Oh, God. So I was like, Yahoo! I'm getting footloose and fancy. <laughs> Doing taxes. It's not really the party I had like, planned in my I'm going to do my taxes my in my underpants. Yeah. Just to, like, oh, definitely. Sure. Yes. Uh, but it is, it's eerie quiet, and I love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been kind of nice. Doing that because you normally have a very bustling household. It sounds yeah. Like, well, we have of, a fourteen-year-old, ADHD, uh, you know, angry <laughs> son, aka um, a teenage boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's it's just and there's just always somebody else there. And I grew up an only child, uh-huh. and um, I don't like other people that much. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, no, I just I I grew up always spending a lot of time alone, and I realized a number of years ago that. I don't have a lot of that in my life. And when I don't get enough alone time, I get weird. And so, and I, and I just kind of keep going cause that's life. But then every once in a while I'm like, Oh wait, I know what it is. I need to go sit by the ocean and not talk to anybody I'm for getting a few hours. Squirrely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind choir. of nice, really. We're only both, children. Both only children. Oh, as really? Well. Yeah. Yay. I have half brothers, but yeah. we didn't grow up together. Okay. So I'm used to solitude and I like it. Yeah. It was I, a, a big turning point. I was talking to somebody about this recently where I'm like, I just, you know, I realize that I'm an extrovert and people are like, are you fucking kidding? Like, of course you're an extrovert. I'm right. like, but I need all this alone time. And they're like, you're an only child extrovert. Yeah. So you can still be social and you can still get charged up from other people, but you need that alone time. Definitely. Yeah, just to recalibrate a little bit. Yeah. Of course no, I'm glad you understand. Yeah, you're definitely an extrovert. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm so glad you understand that. Mm-hmm. I it, And you don't, I don't meet that many only children. So to, so this three room, in a room of us is really exciting. Mm-hmm. When we were looking um, for starting our adoption process, um, for children, we were <laughs> switching gears from pets, um, of which we have also adopted many. But um, yeah, my wife said, "Well, we have to adopt like siblings because if they're an only child, they'll be screwed up." I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> um, fair enough, but also, pardon me. Uh, so yeah, no, I and only children are the best. There's like an independence, yeah, and uh, usually like a kind of a. a a confidence that may or may not be justified uh, <laughs> that I appreciate about only children. Nice. Yeah. Did you do a lot of the, like, going to grown-up events and, like, trying to hold your own with the grown-ups kind of thing? Oh, always. Like... My parents always tell the story of, um, I don't know how old I would have been, but, like, five or six or something at a restaurant, and there was, like, a three-year-old that was, ah! running around, you know, <laughs> up and down the aisles or whatever, and apparently I turned and just watched this child in horror and then turned to my parents and said, that child is very badly behaved. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of me as a kid in a nutshell, right? Like, I talked students out of walking out in high school. Like, that was, I'm oh like the, God. yeah. There's rules for a reason, people. Um, so, Yeah. No, I, um... Now is not a time to be exercising your political agency. We have to go to homeroom. <laughs> well, in that case, I was like, I, I really feel that you are, you don't really understand the issues, and you're not actually trying to make a point. You just want to go smoke by the creek. So, I think that a far better approach, I, like, called an assembly, and I got up in front oh, of the school, and, like, did this rousing speech. Yeah, no, this is, this is really all you need to know about me. Dexter speech. Right? Um, but yeah, so I, I do, I definitely relate to that. I mean, it wasn't, I don't ever remember feeling, um, 
like, oh, I'm a child and around, I was like, oh, I'm a person with, and plus my parents yeah. treated me like that, right? And, and I would take part in conversations and stuff. When my son, we go out to dinner and he's like, well, can I bring my iPad? And I'm like, no, you can talk to us. <laughs> and it, it's mind boggling to me that he doesn't get that. I'm like, that's what you do. Right. And yeah. he's that's we adopted him when he was eight. And so, you know, he has not had many years of being treated like an adult by adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, not that we treat him like an adult, but, you know, I'm like, yeah, you take you take part in conversations when you go places with adults. That's a normal thing to do. But he still thinks it's weird that he should just have toys and we shouldn't talk to him. Hmm. He's very bad to behave. <laughs> Yeah, no, that sounds a lot like my upbringing, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, this, the whole, like, you're coming with us to everything, so yeah. uh, hold your own, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I was always, like, the least popular kid hanging out in the basement at my parents' friends' parties. <laughs> right. So, like, we're going to play Doom. I was like, I wish we would talk about things. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd like to have a conversation yeah. with the economy or something. <laughs> I was never that nerdy, but I, I, I kind of wanted to just hear adults gossip about other adults. That was kind of fun for me. It's like, oh, Karen's a bitch? Tell me more. <laughs> Did you ever Karen's go to dinners or parties or whatever where they had a children's table? Oh, yeah. That was so weird. I, mm-hmm. I remember one time going to that and I was like, what do you mean I have to sit at a different table? Yeah. I, was so, I was so sullen and angry sitting at this kid's table. It was so strange to me. My parents didn't care for it either, but it was their friend's house. They didn't make the decisions. But, right. um, yeah, I think that's weird. Yeah, I agree with you. We had small family and, like, small family dinner, so just everyone yeah. was at the same table and you just had to learn how to yeah. hold your own basically yeah. and to be segregated away <laughs> how would it like oh man just so like dis- what is the word that I'm looking for oh my Othered. god yeah I guess so although I will say disrespectful no. I guess is what I was as a parent <laughs> I would like children to be in another building not just at another table <laughs> just so. put them on a bus across town yeah. <laughs> send them to Australia yeah um, <laughs> it was at a friend's kid's two-year-old like two-year birthday party yesterday and it was very cute, very loud, lots and lots of kids. Is that Jack's sister? No, uh, our friend Jesse from Portland came up. And oh, his, cool. his little boy was turning two, and they had a pinata, so it was fun to watch all the uh, little kids like whack a donkey with a stick. Are <laughs> <laughs> we talking like real classic pinata, like the multicolored yeah. donkey? Oh, nice. Yeah, definitely. That's like, that is the classic. Classic pinata. Not Dora the Explorer or, no. or Elsa. No. It always seems so weird to me, like, that whole concept. I mean, I could see if it was a villain and you got to smash it and get candy for smashing it or something. But I guess that would be reinforcing. I don't know. What is mm-hmm. it? What is that message, though? Like, you can hit animals. Yeah, I don't like the small I don't like any of Mexican that. Mexican children. That's I don't know. At, the, uh, at the wedding of the same friend, they just, they have a lot of piñatas. She's from Mexico. Right. <laughs> like, from Arizona. And uh, so they had the zebra piñata for their wedding, and this one little girl was like, just so timidly going oh, up to the piñata. Yes. And all the adults were like, get it! Oh. Get it! And she was just like... No, that would be me. I would totally cry. I'd be like, I can't. And turned out right. zebra is her favorite animal. And oh, she didn't want to hurt it. And it's like, I just felt bad for this kid with like everyone like yelling at her to like. It could just be murder. stars or something. Like you could just like make a big circle. I don't know. Yeah, so no, see, like, that I can see. Yeah, abstract or, shapes. Or, or else. Um, my friend uh, Spencer Shonda Herbert just posted a picture yeah. that one of his constituents mm-hmm. uh, posted uh, made him a pinata of Spencer. Oh, <laughs> he has to cure himself. Destroyed. It's really funny. <laughs> Your own self Which, an effigy. Yeah, I feel like there's like a like a rebirth or something maybe some that you could spin that. Meaning. But yeah, deep, deep but you there. could also possibly hire artists to make 
pinatas of your enemies. Mm-hmm. There's the many Donald Trump, Trump um, oh, yeah. pinatas in Mexico. That makes sense. Like, we will not pay for your fucking wall. That's right. It wasn't meant to sound racist. It was just Vicente Fox keep saying that. <laughs> and it's spelled F-U-C-K-E-N when he tweets it. I won't pay for your fucking wall. <laughs> He's not even the president of Mexico anymore. <laughs> He's just a sassy old man with a Twitter. And apparently that means you're the leader of the free world, okay. basically. That's how, that's how it's working now with Twitter. God. Oh, I need to quit Twitter so bad. I really do. I keep forgetting I have Twitter. And then every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I should tweet something. Chris had <laughs> the best. At it. The I best. just, I cleaned it up. My, like, Twitter feed now is, like, mostly, like, little robots that say, like, don't remember to drink a glass of water. Oh. And, like, just my friends, and that's about it. And, mm-hmm. like, a couple of funny folks. Yeah. So. And then you have a separate Twitter that's, like, for business and all of the political stuff that you don't necessarily want to yeah, watch. Yeah, so then I can, I can check it every once in a while, but it's, like, I went away... For that weekend, like, barely looked at the internet at all, and I missed so many hot takes. Right. And so many, like, amazing stories that, like, I could have watched unfold in real time. Instead, I just got, like, a nice, succinct recap at the end of the week. And nice. I'm like, this is a better way to live. Like, what did I miss? <laughs> okay, good. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Back to living. Yeah. yeah. Crazy idea. Living. No, Speaking of like animal abuse, that's not a nice thing. <laughs> oh, somebody nice somebody made Canuck the crow. They like uh, someone hit him in the head. Oh, our, so upset. Our favorite neighborhood crow mascot. He's yes. so close by. We should like and send healing vibes. Apparently he's okay. Apparently he's been doing well. Sean got him and. But I saw like I saw like a a note from like the sports organization that was having the tournament that someone like hit Canuck the crow with like a flag or something like that in the head and it was at some tournament and the tournament people were like we will not rest until we find out who's oh, responsible. Like, we're going to be like, blah, blah, oh, blah. Like, dude. it wasn't anyone participating in our thing. It was just a bystander, oh and God. we're going to find him. Oh, because really? we love Canuck the Crow. I have such a feeling of vengeance about this that I just, like, I, and I've been watching so much Blacklist that I just, like, think about <laughs> creative vengeance. So I'm like, oh, I just want to call up Raymond Reddington and have him, like, find this guy, and we're going to take him to that football field. We're going to hold him. We're just going to hit him once in the head really hard with a flagpole. Okay, just give him yeah. a good concussion. You earned it. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, I, you deserve this. I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah. He is the most hated person in Canada right now. And it's oh, all, well, over, here all anyway, over. Yeah. No, but people from all over, like the Netherlands and stuff, because there's all kinds of people that have been following after he stole that knife from a crime scene. He's such a good people pro. following Canuck. I love him so much. Um, yeah, no, it, that. And just, I so, I so worry about people who are cruel to animals. Like, there's something inside you that is hurt so badly that that would cross your mind to do. And mm-hmm. this was apparently, like, you know, just obviously unprovoked. Although, Canuck can be pretty sassy. But he's a sassy apparently boy. didn't see it coming, just came up behind him and clocked him with the flagpole. So, God. Um, you know, like, what? The, I don't what even get that. What to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I do not know. But I but those people worry me. I'm like, there's something really broken inside I of you that that seems like a good even idea. About, like, even in the moment of something, because, like, Here's a here's something that people don't need to know about me, but sometimes if I'm not wearing a bra and I'm playing with my rats, they'll bite me right on the nipple. Oh. I don't I don't mean I'm topless. They just somehow like if I'm not paying attention, they're like, that's hanging out. And they just like chomp. And I I managed to pick them up and very gently like not throw, but kind of like toss them onto a pillow that's right by. Yes. But I don't hurt them. Yeah. As much as I'm like, ah, squeeze. No, right. I don't. I just like scoop and a yeah. gentle toss, you know, and they're like, whoa, okay, maybe I'll stop biting your tit then. <laughs> the <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Until next time, yeah. They have a tendency to, to yeah. bite my tit, so. Oh, the thing about rats I hate that story nipples. so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
She's so upset she hates rats. I don't hate oh. them, but I'm just not a big fan, and right. that is horrifying. <laughs> it's only happened, like, four times. <laughs> You're not... Just, you should have just stopped. She didn't need to know that it's happened four times. That did not make it sound better. <laughs> well, I have If you'd be like, lesson. it only happened once, it hasn't happened again. That might be the kind it's of thing that you bring up. It's only happened, like, four times. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. Kittens will do the same thing. Yeah. Just, FYI, or so I've heard. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. way cuter when they do it, though. <laughs> Can we agree? Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's always a startling thing. Having a rat hanging from your nip is a different story. <laughs> Hang on. It's not quite that bad. Yeah, that's, I'm just imagining but, you just, just, like, just right. whirling around with no, like, like their in, nipple in a tassels. circle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> da, 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 I think you have a new burlesque, uh, burlesque career. Oh, God. Oh, God garbage just... burlesque. <laughs> yes, with rat pasties. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm the trash queen. I love it. So good. I love that. That's actually a great idea and the yeah. worst idea. But I, you, you actually had me thinking in that direction because I was thinking about how much I love Canuck. And I do. He's the most beautiful. I love yep. pros. Mm-hmm. I love pigeons. I love rats. I love raccoons. Like, I like urban fauna a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. And I think that that's really exciting to like uh, common animals because you get to see them all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so awesome. It's not like, oh, my favorite animal is a sloth. I have to, like, fly to Costa Rica and right. then drive six hours to the sloth sanctuary. <laughs> you just see them anywhere. You're just finding ways to give yourself a little bit of joy everywhere you go. Just give myself a treat every day. <laughs> oh, look, 17 pigeons. That's so nice. Oh, 17 well, types of pigeons. You know, happiness. I saw, I, when I was walking down the drive the other day at uh, North Grandview in the drive, there's, like, there's always a million pigeons, but they were sitting in, like, a perfectly organized line on one, just one uh, street light, and I was mm-hmm. just like... Oh, look at them. They're just so organized. Like, they're just <laughs> having a pigeon meeting. And I was delighted. I was yep. like, great. I get to have little bits of joy every mm-hmm. single day. That's Instagram worthy. Yeah, and there's a, uh, but my camera phone sucks, so I never would have gotten it. But there's a family of raccoons that lives up at SFU on the mountain, and they're always just like ambling around and right. going in the trash can, and no one wants them exterminated. Like, they just like leave them. They're our mascots, basically. And that is really, you know, other than like Canuck was found as a little baby and was cared for and then released but that's what we should do with wild animals is leave them leave, leave them, them be yes. yeah i don't want them as pets necessarily no. but it's fun to talk to them yeah mm-hmm. and uh to imagine that uh they could talk to you to sometimes i think spend a lot of time back at you spend me as like, much time as i do thinking about being yes, able to talk to animals tell me <laughs> i could talk to the animals one of my uh most recurring fantasies um, is that Sue Perkins comes to my house <laughs> and makes me a cake. No. <laughs> okay. I wasn't where I was going with it, no. Mm-hmm. That I uh, could not only communicate with animals, but that I could heal them ah. myself. Because <clears throat> we saw, as you do, you know, you often see injured animals on the side of the road or whatever, but we... We're driving to the States one time, and there was a deer that had been hit, and it was in the middle of the road, and it was trying to get up, and it was obviously, and it was horrifying, and it was kind of like screaming, and oh. I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. And it's one of those things that's just haunted me. And so I, I recreate that in my head all the time, where I tell my wife to pull over, and I get out of the car, and I walk over, and I just lay my hands <laughs> on the deer, and it like looks up at me and blinks, and it just knows it's safe, and then I just communicate with it for a minute, just be like... It's okay, I got this. Just hold still for a minute. And then we just kind of have this moment. And then I go, okay. 
and it gets up and runs away and it's fine. <gasps> and like, animal Jesus. Yes. No, animal Lazarus. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Just, I can imagine you just like beatifically like drifting over yes. on the highway. Just like. You have to wear a lot of gauzy outfits, I think, so that they like billow around you as the, as the, as the wind See, spins. but that's what you would expect. And that's, and then people would be like, well, what's this weirdo doing? <laughs> Tackle her. And then I wouldn't be able to save any animals. Oh, so I think I just self. need to be me because just people would be like, oh, she's a walking, bleeding heart. She's going to go and, oh, that was a Amazing. I don't see it coming. That's a great fantasy. Yeah, that's I, I spent I share an inordinate it. amount of time <laughs> thinking about that actually. Is that the happy place that you sometimes will mm-hmm. retreat to? Yeah. <laughs> that you were the beast moment. master yeah. or whatever. That and like catching people who uh, are being cruel to an animal and mm-hmm. exacting my revenge in the moment. Just like yeah. the exact fair revenge of yeah. doing what what like, they have oh, been doing. Do you want to see what that would feel like? Let me uh let me just, yeah. 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 Some kind of a like yeah, animal justice vigilante. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Like, like Catwoman, but sort of. <laughs> basically Catwoman. Basically Catwoman. Except as you've identified without the outfits. Yes. Yeah. Gauzy or uh, tight-fitted, either, either way. And if somebody called you by your secret name, people would not be like, oh, oh, you're a Catwoman? They'd be like, yeah, Morgan's a Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. see? Be like, she's super, call her she's cat really lady, weird with Catwoman. Yeah. Catwoman, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. It's a perfect incognito. Yeah. Catwoman, crazy cat lady. Same, same. It's just a, it's a different mantle for a different time of day, I suppose. Oh, yeah. man. That's a really nice fantasy. <laughs> it's beautiful. Do you have any fantasies like that? I like, can't even think. I've, like, I've grown, like, away from sort of, like, animal obsession, like, being super into, like, cats or dogs or horses and stuff, just, like, as a grown-up, I now have a lot of allergies, and so I don't have pets, and... Yeah. Like, you like human, human babies. Like I like human weirdo. babies, yeah, like, huffing those things, like, nonstop, so. Right. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, nothing really with animals anymore. I really loved horses, though, when I was a kid, and so, like, really wanted to do the whole, like, you know, you read the thoroughbred books, Mm. and it's like, oh, and they would race along the beach together. You could definitely, there was some communication between horse and human, and, like, there is. There really is. You know, like, a real cool, like, synchronicity, symbiosis. Symbiosis. Yeah, and, like... I read The Horse Whisperer, you know, where it's, like, the any kind of, like, flight animal that gets really skittish and startled easily. It's definitely yeah. my goal to, like, be calm around mm. them so they don't run away. It's like me and Bumbery today. <laughs> yeah, I know, totally. Bumbery normally freaks out when he meets new people and just, like, barks and growls and goes after them and then calms down and is fine and then loves them. But he didn't do anything today. Yeah. I was you just like, very, I could see like, my golden, beautiful heart just shimmering. It was. He was. like, this is fine. This yeah. is cool. <laughs> he came and just laid his bulk against my legs, which he is did. a thing I love when dogs do. Aww. I like it when it's dogs lean bulk. against me. He's bulky. Yeah. I watched you, like, had to pick him up to, like, oh, you have to go pee! And, like, put him down on the grass. I was like, don't, I will walk you down the stairs. He's just got, like, the stiffest little legs sticking out. You're picking him up. Like, he's just Well, he can't, like, he can't jump up on the bed because he's too... He can sometimes. Like, sometimes we'll come in and he's on the bed and I'm like, hmm. How'd you do that? You know what? Because uh, otherwise he just is sort of like, hmm. He's sort of a big potato. Until you come and you have to lift him up. Under the, I have, like, put my back out so many times lifting that giant dog. He's not a small duck. Like, he's no, a big he's boy. he's a small dog, but he's a, he's a solid. He's got the, the Brayton family shape. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a girthy little guy. He's got a strong root vegetable vibe going on, you know? <laughs> yeah. Good company. Oh, man. Uh, I've only been, I've only ridden, rode, uh, been on a horse, mm-hmm. uh, once, I mean, like several times, I when I was on Neon Rider, uh, <laughs> back in the day. That's yeah. wow, great. Yeah, <laughs> and so you had to. There was all you know, all of us who were like teens, twenties, kind of age, worked a lot in Vancouver on Neon Rider, <clears throat> then Jump Street, and those kinds of shows with the young characters. But 
Um, you, if you were a teen at the ranch on Neon Rider, you had to ride horses. <laughs> and so um, they didn't, I don't remember them asking if we could ride horses. <laughs> and then they're just like, you'll be riding a horse. And I was like, certainly. Because uh, you didn't want to you know, talk yourself of out of a gig. Yeah. Um, but one time when I was on it, uh, I it wasn't my horse, but they had a race between Ben Johnson and a, and a guy on a horse. Ben Johnson, the disgraced uh, sprinter, Canadian sprinter. Oh my God. And I actually found it for some reason uh, not too long ago. I, uh, I looked up on YouTube the scene and it is just the weird, like who thought that? Up there? Like, Let's write an episode. You know who we'll get. Ben Johnson, <laughs> and he'll race a horse on foot. Like, he wasn't, no, did I make that clear? He was not, yeah. Ben Johnson was running. Yeah. It would be super funny if they just had him on a horse. <laughs> on a horse. They'd be like, he's, he's so, so fast. Then he'll make the horse faster by proxy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even though a horse is much faster than Ben Johnson. Well, but what was the conclusion of this race? Was a horse and rider much faster than Ben I Johnson on really, foot? I'm trying to remember now what, <laughs> I don't remember who won. I feel like a horse can go, well, I mean, uh, a horse has more endurance. Ben Johnson's a sprinter. Yeah. Come on. A horse can do like 35 kilometers an hour, but for Plus, a long time. Horse wasn't hepped up on goofballs. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Plus horses are terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I'm but so I remember being, yeah, no, I remember being really scared and, and, and because of my fantasies about communing with animals, mm-hmm. that I was like, I will just talk this to the horse. Somehow. And I remember like a horse looking at me like. Fuck off. Like, just like, yeah, no, (laughs) you're not. I don't know what kind of Dr. Doolittle shit you've been reading, (laughs) but I'm in charge here. Yeah. No, that horse didn't want. I mean, I guess that's a, that is a, in a sense, I did communicate with the horse without words. But, (laughs) didn't get the message. Not quite what I had fantasized about. (laughs) Oh my God. It read you pretty clearly. Yeah. (laughs) A horse, that is the thing I don't like about horses going like, I know who's the boss here. That is horses. Did they ever? Yeah. And they were like, you have to kick it, and they have to, because you, you know, use your heels to no get it going. With a horse? I don't know why I'm doing you know, You know how you have to kick a horse. <laughs> um, but you do, but, and then, and they can't, it's like a little flick, flick to them. Yeah. And we didn't have spurs on or anything yeah, like that. But I felt bad. I was like, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to kick the horse, and so my horse wasn't moving, I holding rode, up shooting. I rode English saddle, so you don't kick the horse. You oh. squeeze your powerful thigh in one way or another. Oh, mm-hmm. see? Yeah, Somebody should have told me that. that you can do the kicking because the okay. saddle is bigger and you don't have it takes up too much space on your thighs. Oh, so they can't feel you. But if you have the smaller English saddle, you just press right in there. <laughs> yeah, you do. You can really feel that horse. Let me tell you. <laughs> I was What's it going to take girls. to get this horse between your legs? <laughs> wow, I'm definitely one of those eleven-year-old girls that rode horses for fun. A real Tina yeah. Belter. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, you've got me really. Uh, <laughs> so I'm reading. Like on my eighty-seventh read-through of the Mammoth Hunters right now, the uh, of the Child- Earth's Children series by G- Jean M. Owl. Oh, okay. The Clan I'm of the Cave Bear. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cave Bear, aka the, the Caveman Sex Books. Okay. So they're full of pornographic sex scenes. And I think the Clan of the Cave Bear movie was filmed in Vancouver. Uh, yes, I believe so. With yes. Daryl Hannah and a bunch yes. of people who were unrecognizable because they were wearing Neanderthal yes. makeup. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We never would have known. Right. But it looked pretty bad. No, I think that was filmed in Alberta actually. 
Maybe both. I don't know why my brain was like, oh, so just piped up like You're that. You're probably right. Ev- so. Everything is filmed in Vancouver, so it's a pretty But this safe was, ba- you know, I think this was day. even before I moved to Vancouver, so I don't know. It's probably not relevant, but we should get no, to no, the bottom I'm, of it. Well, let's get to the bottom of yeah. it. So, but you got me thinking about, you know, Ayla and her special relationship with Winnie the horse because of how she moves her powerful thighs. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love reading it because it, it also made me think of your, um, uh, like, animal healing fantasy because yeah. she's a healer and she's mm. a caller and she's all of these different she's like the Mary Sue of prehistoric times right like Like she can do everything she invented horses she was the first to catch one she invented dogs too because she caught a wolf and trained it yeah yeah, mm. so Ayla's kind of got it going on. She's she can do anything, but yeah, she can like mimic any like animal sounds because she lived alone in the woods for so long oh, that okay. she like picked up. So she can make every bird call and like every like horse noise to like communicate different things with her horse. Like. Right. So I mean, that's the fantasy. That's... Like, if you want to go live out in the woods for a really long time, you might develop those powers. Uh, I do not, but it does explain <laughs> why my son does such a convincing dog bark. Before we got Bunbury, the number of times in a day that I had to say no barking in the house when we didn't have a dog was ridiculous it's it's uncanny like it makes other dogs bark and stuff because it's uh, the first time it happened i was like how is there a dog in our oh my god that's the child yeah no he is really good at dog barking (laughs) he's really good why did he why just likes to make a noise maybe maybe left to his own devices uh (laughs) with dogs for too long in a foster home i guess yeah man Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to bring the room down a bit there, guys. Um, Let's focus on yeah. his skills, his talents of dog barking. Excellent. That sounds very impressive. Just, like, going back to, like, I think animals are such a good barometer of, like, humans and their intentions. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, one of the things that I love is, like, when you're sitting quietly in a park and then, like, the ducks feel like they can safely approach you and you're just like, ah, oh, they know that I'm one of the good ones. Yes. You know? I just feel really validated. <laughs> And like if a you know if a dog or a cat comes up to you right away, it's just like yeah, oh, yeah they know that I'm good people. Like I think that's really excellent. It's, like and if they shy away from someone, it's like oh they're a bad person. Probably I should stay away from that guy. <laughs> it, yeah, it's very very gratifying when somebody says like oh you know my like like with my yeah. like, you know they don't normally like people right off the bat. I'm like it's well because I don't really care. Like if they don't like me, it's fine. I don't get down like oh my god are you gonna love me? Right. So I think that they're like. They're like, she's they, chill. They, they can tell. They yeah. can tell. You're not thirsty for pets. Or I totally right. am. But I tell myself I'm not, so I put out that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> that cool you're hard to vibe. get. Now, you're right. It was filmed in BC, but not in Vancouver. Okay. It was filmed in the ok- Okanagan oh, and at McMillan Park, Provincial okay. Park. Thank so, you for looking that up. Yes, I was very curious. I, was, mm. I remember seeing the... You know, the deciduous forests live. <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, it probably was, like, actors from Vancouver that were... That's probably why my brain was saying that, so, Most yeah. likely, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it, it was not a good movie. Mm. The book... The, I don't even know if the book's good, honestly, but I can't stop reading it. I've read it, like, it easily seven or eight times at right? this point. It's yeah. just like, you know, you like reading Clan of the Cave Bear and looking at pigeons. You're a simple woman with simple tastes. I'm a very simple woman with very simple tastes. <laughs> I like... I just love survival stories. We've gone over this on the podcast before, because okay. we've, we've had a book club episode where we're like... I like... If anything, it was like somebody surviving in the woods. That's oh. my shit, which is weird, because I hate camping. Oh, I hate camping so much. Camping suits. Um, that's really interesting. That just... Even just you, you saying the, like, plot... Of that just made me feel anxious. I do not like books that involve people having to survive in the woods <laughs> at all. If I know they're gonna make it, I like it, but oh. maybe not so much in the other way. But no, like, people I don't. Surviving shipwrecks and stuff, and like like figuring out how to make fire and stuff. I love that shit. Really, I don't know why. But what about like animals surviving? 
like on sure. their own or whatever. Really, sure. Oh, I don't, and I can't watch any movies what, like with Homer animals Bound? in them. Like anything, anything, anything. Mm. And my poor son, he's always like, "No, mom, this one, nothing bad happens. They just seriously? have adventures together." And There's I'm like, a website nope, can't do it. called "Does the Dog Die?" Yes, I you, am familiar. Yeah, you've yeah. got it bookmarked. It's your number one bookmark. But even like things that people, movies with animals. I'm sounding like such an absolute case on your <laughs> your podcast. This is the place here. to sound like an absolute case. Oh, we, we like to find like what is the thing that really. What's your vulnerability and let's expose it to everyone. Oh, it's a long list, bitches. Long list. Uh, but it starts <laughs> with animals. That's the title. Yeah. Uh, it's not just animals, um, like animals dying or, you know, the, the parent of the animal died and then it had to be brave. Right. Like those things I can't even, like that just made my like heart Like fighting speed Nemo up. doesn't work for you? Oh God, no. No, none of that. But even just like any kind of even like those movies like Airbud and things like that like it's too stressful because there's always some kind of animal in peril it might just be like basketball related big but, game. yeah it just because I what feel, if he takes a shit on the floor he'll be the laughing stock his self esteem will be so crushed if he doesn't make that basket how does he even hold the ball he has no thumbs I know it's ridiculous I am I well aware I think it's very sweet I think it's very sweet We're I can watch fun. you know movies with humans being beaten and shot Do you and see Winter's Bone does it like yeah does it yeah, I can't, that was I can't, fine no no problem, but animals. Yeah, no, that's yeah. respectable. No, there was uh, there was animal stuff in that movie. I oh yeah, that uh, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. I just remember the hands thing that creeped me out so yeah. bad. Um, but the uh, the so the end of Homeward Bound, where all the animals like made it. Basically, he's like Shadow. He was just too old. He couldn't make it. And then the dog comes over the comes over there. Oh, and he's yeah. like loping towards him. And I, I, oh oh, I'm crying thinking I, about I, it. I, but there was like an animated <laughs> gif of it. for a bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an animated GIF of it on Tumblr. I just saw the GIF. Like, I was like, don't read it, don't read it, don't read it. And I just saw, like, the dog, and I was like... No, can't deal. I can't. I'm so sensitive. Fucking Land Before Time gets me, too. Mm. Just can't handle. I had an anxiety attack as a kid in the movie theater watching Cinderella. Just because, like, I don't know, it was, like, Dancing Mice or something, and I just got... Yeah, it must have been. And I got all panicky, and I kept, like, getting up and going to the washroom and, like, breathing and thinking I was going to throw up, and I kept... Then I come back and I, I did it like three times and finally this woman was like, go the other way. And I was so freaked out that I just sat down and then I just like didn't watch the rest of the movie. Just looked at my feet and did breathing exercises. Oh my God. Yeah, it was really stressful. You're a sensitive soul. I'm ridiculous. <laughs> we were having this conversation earlier about what a bitch I am and now you're like, mm, wait a minute, this is not the story I heard earlier. You're a, a person that contains multitudes. Like, Animal like related, yourself. sensitive, yes. human related, related Can bitch. go fuck themselves, yeah. basically. Exactly. What if they were humans that were made into animals by some kind of witch's curse? Okay, so that is what I think happened to one of my cats. Our cat Lucy, who passed away a couple of years ago, I am convinced that she was a little girl and a witch turned her into a cat. Uh, and I would always say that to my wife, and she would just roll her eyes and be like, "Oh dear God!" Please explain. But I'm like, "No, I don't have any. Like, I don't know the backstory. I just am convinced that she she would look at me and I would be like, "You are you're, trying to tell you're me a little girl trapped in a cat's body. I don't know why I know that, but I do." Yeah. Okay, that's we gotta just stop story. right now. No, we get, no. that no, is I the whole story. Just mm-hmm. that I would say, like, I'm really sorry that witch turned you into a cat, but it's a pretty good life, and I'll take care of you. Um, 
I sound like a crazy That's so kind. person. I think you're just seeing my face look like delighted. I'm very delighted. This is wonderful. Like it just, I don't know, just stuff. her eyes. Like I just felt like they were the eyes of a, of a little girl, not of a cat. <laughs> well, your your beautiful bitey cat today was looking at me with his, his icy icy blue green eyes yeah. and or blue gray, I guess. And I was just like. That's a look that isn't just a cat's look. No. Like there's something behind there. There's there the wheels are turning. Yeah, he like, he was not a human. Um, he's like, how can I get your hand cat, in my mouth again? He was yeah, like a so full on jungle cat. And then yeah, he thinks he's a dog though. Partly, he's very he dog like. Yeah, and he's very. Um, yeah, no, he's a jackass. What's that cat's name? Billy P. Billy P. Billy P. Brayton. What are all your other cats' names? I'm so curious. <laughs> well, we know okay. Sir Bunbury, Esquire. <clears throat> yes, uh, Lord Bunbury of Little Mountain. Um, Billy P. Brayton. Izzy. Her full name is uh, Isadora Crazy Pants or Izzy the Razor. Um, uh, Spiker. And my old lady cat, who is 19. Wow. Oh, doodle. Is Kismet. You take so good, such good care of your animals. Yeah, so I do. She brings and a special animal meat home for them to eat. I do. <laughs> and then the black one that you met, the friendly one, he is uh, Freddie Mercury Retrograde. <laughs> oh, my God. There's another potential title right there. I really like that. I mean, he just hit all of Katie's sweet spots right there. <laughs> Queen and astrology. Queen and astrology. I'm yeah. into it. <clears throat> That's beautiful. It was a very handsome cat. Yeah. Yeah, he he's... definitely has that, like, bisexual rock star energy. Totally. <laughs> and he's very, we call him the Vokra ambassador because he, uh-huh. he was, uh, except for my old lady cat, all of our cats are Vokra uh, rescue cats, and we foster cats, so we usually have kittens or other cats in our kitten room at our house. And he's always, as soon as we bring any new fosters in, he's, like, scratching at the door. He's like, let me in there. And he goes and he grooms them and Aww. takes care of them and, you know, eats their food, uh, to be fair. But um, <laughs> he's very much like, yeah, and hey, I've been where you are. It's going to be okay. Let me take you through this. It's like the major um, D or something. No, he is. He's like very, that. like, yeah, he's like the, uh, he's, he's like the an ambassador. ambassador. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. I've really got like all that. these pictures of him like curled up with kittens, and they love oh, him. They follow him around everywhere. Oh, they're like so Uncle soft Freddy, and Uncle glossy. Freddy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the raw meat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a beautiful fur, fur, I believe it is called beautiful fur. I am suddenly so very sweet. Usually only a little bit. Yeah, you regress right back to your roots, right down. Absolutely, just lingonberries falling off. Just the jangling of Allen keys falling from my pockets. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only a quarter Swedish, but my last name is so Swedish. So it really is. It really is. I just like uh, animals being friends is really the sweetest. Yes. Or like the unusual animal pairings, where it's like these two shouldn't necessarily be friends, but they are. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up on a farm, so we had a lot of like. There were some animals that were not friendly to each other, uh, but there were some that really were. So there was a bunny that gave birth under our shed. It was like a neighbor bunny. And we had these like wild bunnies that were like all in our yard. And so then I guess one of them was the mate of this bunny that was a neighbor bunny. And so then we had all these little baby bunnies and they were like the size of like the palm of your hand, basically with like a little ear that stuck up. They were so cute little buns. And uh, our dog found them and like, 
kind of went in there and, like, brought them out so right. that we could, like, take care of them. Aww, good and dog. then the dog, like, cuddled the bunnies for a little oh, while. I love oh, that. So That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. And then our, a sucker. our donkey you really liked. <laughs> Wait, your donkey? Wait, where is this going? We had the donkey for the for a short while, but the donkey and the ducks really got along quite well, too, which That's is pretty cute. Did the ducks ever ride on the donkey's back? No, I wish. That would be adorable. I'm disappointed. We couldn't get anything to ride on the donkey's back. The donkey was a vindictive son of a bitch. That, <laughs> <laughs> like... My stepdad would like he got up on like a thing to like sit on top of the donkey's back, and as he was leaning his leg over, the donkey just stepped over just a little, so he fell down really hard. Oh, he's like the Billy P of the donkey world. Mm. Um, <laughs> our uh, stage manager, uh, tech lady for the lady show, um, Heather Johnson. Her cat's name is Tiny Dancer Rebel Girl. Wow, that's like almost like a thoroughbred horse or right? something like yes. that. Yeah. I would put my money on that horse. Totally. <laughs> I think you should always give pets weird names. Yeah. I think it makes the most sense. Although mine are pretty normally named. Mine are all named after like goddesses. Right. And char- characters of mythology. So well, Sappho Sometimes they just and... tell you what their names are. Yeah, I really like it. Instantly felt like Freya and Minerva were my little raddies. Yeah. So they're good. They're, yeah, and Freya's very intrepid and Minerva's very with like quiet and more intellectual. Mm. <laughs> so she's not smarter, but she is more... She is much more um, withholding of her affection. So when she gives them to you, you feel very, very special. Nice. Whereas Freya just, like, wants to know what's up everywhere all the time, constantly. Like, what's this? What's over here? Do you have food? You definitely have food. Please give me some of your food. Please. You're eating bits and bites. That's my favorite kind of food. Please give me a pretzel rod. Please, 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 please. And then you give it to them, and then she hides it, and she comes back. It's like, I don't have anything. I really still, I need something. You said you would give me something. So sneaky. They're so sneaky, those little rats. Little rats, you're like. Yeah. I've been trying to do a very good job in not making fun of you and your rats, but you're really pushing it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I lost my snake. I have nothing else to love. That's true. I was really gonna. I was really loving how you've like sublimated all your talk of pets into the snake and yeah. not so much the rats. Yeah. But... Well, then you take it up with Barry. You know what? Maybe I fucking will. You, you know, I've got your back. <laughs> and you know where I live, so you know where Barry lives. Right. <laughs> fucking Barry. Look for the house with those spiders going under the door. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, almost done now. We're, we're uh, out of time with just Morgan talking about how crazy she is around animal stuff. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's, the, that's like good stuff. I know. Um, you said that it was like out of vulnerabilities, you were like, oh, that's one of many. <laughs> Give us that's all, all you're them. getting. That's okay. all you're getting. No, that's fine. We have some kind of mystery. Yeah. I like it. Not seem like I'm entirely a ball of neuroses. Because I'm not. Well, you have to make us look at least normal by comparison, right? Is, we don't. Oh, is that my job? No, no, no. We're kooky bananas. Come, we on, let our, it... come on our podcast and, look, and look, make us look better no. by being no. a total weirdo. Just make us look like we're not alone, yeah. basically, because we're You're not. Nuts. Well, and that's the thing. You know, the older I get, the more I'm like, you know, when I was younger, I thought, Oh, other people know how to be an adult and other people have this stuff figured out and other people, you know, feel good about themselves. And no, it's not true. Nope. No, the older I get, the more I'm like, we're all just trying our best. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of faking it and doing it right, sort of in equal measures. Yeah. I find, like, we all have some skills. Totally. Well, and the Fill flip, in the rest. The, op- the flip side of that is true as well, is that the older I get, the more aware of my skills and abilities I am, mm-hmm. right? Sure. The more I'm like, yeah, oh, I've been I doing this do for a while. I'm good at this. Yeah. I know how to do this. You have imposter syndrome until you realize, like, I've answered that question and it was correct and yeah. I actually really know what I'm doing. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
How strange. Yeah, I'm still not at a point where I know how to take it seriously if someone thinks I'm an expert on anything. Mm. Not even an expert, just competent. I'm just right. like, what, me? I don't know, man. I'm not even sure if people would trust me to like, babysit their children. or Aww, I don't know. It's pretty I'm tall sure... order to babysit people's children. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh... Actually, a lot of people have asked me to do it, and I just keep saying no because yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's probably why. <laughs> I'll babysit yours and only yours and no one else's pets. <laughs> Unless it's an emergency. I'll look after anyone's pets, though. That's true. I relate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we take a little break because sure. it's getting really hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> sure. We're back. Um, so, yeah. So, instead of, like, we could digress around, like, all of the ways that we're tenderhearted for <laughs> a very long time. But another sort of thread that we often pull on on this podcast, which we haven't returned to a lot, is, like, sort of the all the creativity and, like, the creative output that we do and, like, the behind-the-scenes work that goes into mm. that, that kind of to make that visible sometimes. So, nice. like, you host a lot of awesome shows and, like, put run a lot of awesome shows, um, and I'm sure that, like, you know, people are like, oh, it's such a cool thing and it's really fun, but, like, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about The Lady Show and how that sort of came to be and... Yeah, um, so we've been doing The Lady Show for uh, about a year and a half now, I guess. Um, so it's a success. Yeah, see, right? <laughs> it's more than a year. Boom. Um, and I'm really excited about right now. We've just, you know, we've had, um, as groups do, some groups di- group dynamic stuff and sort of assessed uh, in the last few months, like, where we're all at and who wants to be doing what and mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, and so a couple of the Robin and Erica, previous members of The Lady Show, decided to move on and do other things. Um, and so we sort of restructured how we're doing things. And so along with Katie Ellen Humphreys, I'm producing The Lady Show, and we've just moved to the review stage on Granville Island. Oh, cool. Yeah, That's which is nice really venue. exciting. We did our first show there last month, um, or in uh, for we did a big International Women's Day uh, show on March eighth, and it's great. I mean, it's such a great space that right now is actually accessible for people to rent, etc. Because That's it's <laughs> not in Grand Island's hands anymore, the Arts Club hands, and you can't afford to rent it, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, Redgate is uh, it's uh, run by Redgate Art Society, who um, do a lot of kind of you know grassroots. Um, sort of stuff, and so they uh, are keeping things affordable, which is amazing, and uh, so yeah, it feels like we have a really great new home, and a place to kind of grow and build it, and so yeah, just sort of, I'm really excited about the things that we're doing differently, and um, and how that show is going to grow. I'm really proud of it. It's a... Um, it's sort of a variety show because mm-hmm. it's all different kinds of comedy. There's stand-up and sketch and kind of whatever else we feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to one where, like, a guest read, like, a comedic monologue from a play. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. It's sort of, you know, uh, funny women that we know that we'd love to come and be part of our show. And, you know, the ultimate goal, my ultimate goal, anyhow, for the show is it's such a... You know, nobody comes to see it just to see me or just to see Fatima or whatever. You know, like we, everybody comes, uh, you might have a favorite or whatever, but it's the the 
some of its parts, as it were, you know, like the show mm-hmm. itself is really what people are coming back time and time again to see and what people love and the, the feminist element of it, but also the ridiculousness of it and our dance numbers and those <laughs> kinds of things. And so, you know, I really want to, uh, we, we've been doing it monthly and we've moved for right now to every two months, yeah. uh, just That's to kind of make of it more manageable because it's a huge month, amount of work. Um, and especially with four of us, um, my ultimate I'm trying goal. to do something different every time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and we do sometimes, you know, this, the International Women's Day show, we did sort of a best of, um, but normally, and that was one of the main impetuses for impeti, you know what I mean, <laughs> uh, for doing the show was, uh, I don't do anything unless I have a deadline. So I really need, like, an <laughs> ass kicking to, like. yeah. yeah, no, you don't relate. <laughs> so to have a show every month where I'm like, okay, it might suck, but I'm going to create a new character yeah. this month. Um, and, you know, in the year and a half, I've created a bunch of new characters, yeah. some that didn't work and some that I really love and that I've, you know, um, taken elsewhere and I, a few of them used for my one-person show that um, opened in September which I'm going to the Edmonton Fringe Ooh. in August with. So I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. Yeah, so, um, but it is. It's a huge amount of work, and people who don't organize events don't really understand how much work it is. Um, and so I'm really hoping to grow the show so that it's kind of more a pool of performers, sort of in the way that theater sports, you go to see theater sports. You're right. not like, I'm going to go see these five people or whatever. Right. Um, and you might have your favorites or their usual kind of cast members that For do sure. the show a lot. But to sort of uh, open it up a little bit, it's quite a ways down the road because we don't want to just be like, okay, we're going to add six more people to the lady show. Um, but just, but you know, humming over time. Now and yeah, then. and just kind of letting it grow a bit and doing more stuff with other people like, you know, writing a sketch that might have a couple of people that aren't normally in the show just come and jump in on that sketch mm-hmm. and those kinds of things and to sort of broaden our uh, our pool a little bit. So I'm really excited about it, but it's also a small enough number that we can, you know, go and do shows in other cities if we want to mm-hmm. with that, like mm-hmm. the four of us and then go and have guests in that city. So, cool. um, so yeah, exciting things ahead, looking for sponsorship and those kinds of things and all that behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. because it is more expensive to do a show in a theater where you have to, you know, get event insurance and things oh, like that yeah. that kill you. So it's definitely much more costly than it has been previously, but there's a, a really uh, lovely kind of vibe that's, that happens in a theater space mm-hmm. that you don't get in, we've taken over a restaurant or a bar yeah. or whatever for the night. So, um, so yeah, and The Lady Show really is my heart. It's just the, the ability to... Uh, create new characters as well as Katie, Katie, Katie Ellen Humphreys and I do the lady news every uh, mm-hmm. show. And so it's our chance to kind of, you know, do our feminist take on the news or just our goofball take on the news <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's creatively the most exciting thing I've done in a long time. As an audience member that has gone to like your show in like various places, mostly yeah. Little Mountain Gallery, yeah. but like. Being in the audience of that show is really, really fun because it's participatory. There's a yeah. lot of back and forth. Like, there's often like audience participation games or something like that. So, as you were saying, it's not just going for certain people. It's like you're going even to be part of that audience is really fun. Mm. You're part of the show. Definitely. So, I'm curious to see how it would feel in a theater space. Yeah, it was um, definitely an adjustment. And I think is it you're separated a little bit well, more. Well, I think it was partly that. And also, we were at, we figured out about 50 50 of people who'd been to the show before and people who hadn't, which huh? is not usual for us. Yeah. Usually, we have a lot more people that 
uh, have seen the show a zillion times. Um, and so it was an interesting sort of, like when we came out and we were doing our stupid dance number, and we are like, oh, usually people are really hooting and hollering at this point. <laughs> they think, are, do they think we're seriously dancing? Oh no, they've cottoned on. We're, we're ridiculous. Um, but it did take a while for the audience, the new folks, I think, to be like, oh, it's okay to like, you know, cheer at stupid things that they just did. Right. Um, so that's part of it. But also our audience I have. I don't think I've done a comedy show before that has such a wide diversity of people mm-hmm. in the audience. Oh, yeah. You know, we've got like our older lesbian crowd. We've got <laughs> like young face. hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> we've got like you know dudes. We've got, like there's just such a really wide range. I can't even. There's no demographic mm-hmm. to the lady show. There's it's a like, lot of guys there. Yeah. There's a lot of guys. Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, and, and there's no reason there shouldn't be, right? It's always mm-hmm. that ridiculous thing. And we used to have that with, I used to be part of a sketch troupe called 30 Helens. And it would be like, oh. Best name for a sketch Thank you. Ever. Thank you. Um, I agree. <laughs> not always. No. Uh, a sketch troupe, not right. a dream. It's <laughs> Don't have it anymore. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, people would always be like, oh, yeah, like, a lot of men come to your shows. And I'm like, it's a comedy show. Yeah. And even, you know, the lady show, it's called the lady show. That doesn't mean it's for ladies. And mm-hmm. if you don't think that you should go because it's called the lady show, then, yeah, you really maybe should go. Yeah. You really should go because you really need some of the things we're saying, I guess. But yeah. Masculinity so fragile. <laughs> mm, yeah. Hashtag. It's, your hashtag. show was a great, it was a gateway drug for me for a few different friends that are oh, just nice. like, oh, I don't know about stand-up. But, like... It's me, and I get, you know, yelled at, or, like, I don't want to get made fun of, and it's just like, oh, come to this show, because you're going to have fun. It's going to be casual, it's going to be, like, very inclusive and, like, very fun. Yeah, and I hate that as a performer. I Mm -hmm. hate when that is what people what people's idea of comedy is because as far as I'm concerned nothing could be farther from what the purpose of for me what the purpose of comedy is it's so uniting it's so like guys it's okay we're all in this together we're all it's we're all going down but we're in it together right um and maybe we can kind of poke a bit at the powers that be with this and with that so for me there's nothing that's the absolute opposite of what comedy is about and I just hate when that's what people think. And I get where they get it from. Like, mm-hmm. they're not wrong in a mm-hmm. lot of cases. But, yeah, that's no... Come to the lady show. Yeah. You'll be safe here. <laughs> that's great. And they, uh, the most sort of sought-after hats in all the land. Pretty, pretty badass much. hats, not gonna lie. They're really good. I got one. I it's might even sweet. consider wearing, like, a... What do they call Snap them backs. now? Snapbacks? Yeah. Since when? Isn't it no, a baseball cap? It looks really cute on me. <laughs> so <laughs> really, cute. like It's like a perfect little, like... Oh, I don't quite look gay enough. Bing. Oh, there we go. That's <laughs> doing it. it. There, there it is. is. Just make sure I'm wearing a sleeveless shirt and just showing off the guns. <laughs> uh, but it, no, it's good. And I, I see like lots of men wearing it out, yep. in, well, out in public. Like it's, it's it's almost like signaling in a way. Mm-hmm. I think they're like, I'm one of the good ones. I like, look, I like women and I want right. to see what they're doing. Like I want to see the kind of work that they're doing, <laughs> yeah. which is, which is, I hate to say it, but not like a super prevalent thing no. in the comedy community, depending on where you are and who you're talking to. Like if you go to an open mic, there's a lot of people like we were talking about this in the mm. car on the way over here that there are people who can only do open mics because they're so nasty and hateful oh. and not funny that no one will actually book. Them no one will actually book them, but they haven't quite figured out yet that they're, they need to change tracks. They're just like, I guess I just got to practice this more. Right. So they just keep doing the same thing over and but over. But then I always go like, what are those people watching? Right. Because if you're watching what is, really at the forefront of comedy right now it's not that so what are you watching that is giving you the idea that that's what you should be doing Mm -hmm. 
Bill Burr's new special. Oh, wow. Well, that's <laughs> enough said. Enough said. Uh, somebody bought uh, seven lady show hats to take to a wedding back east because all the bridesmaids wore them. Oh, my. In which the wedding? The yeah. During I don't the know wedding. if they wore them like, during the actual but wedding. Per- perhaps during weird. the reception. But, yeah, which I love. And they've, of course, never seen the show. They're, you know, from Ontario. But uh, yeah. and they, that's were, they were like, $40 in your pocket. Right? Yeah. But also they were like, yeah, this is the lady show, right? What a so, I know. So I love fun. that. I love that. It's so good. It's a great. It's a good ass hat, and I mean, like, they I don't, really I cool. usually don't want to buy a T-shirt, so like the hat is like it can just complement any outfit. Yeah, when we started talking <laughs> about it, and uh, and you know, well, should we do shirts? Should we do this? Should we do that? And right choice, oh, absolutely. Look, and I correct. and I just think they're cool hats. Like they just look good, even if you're not a fan of the lady show. They just they'll make you look cool. Who could not be a fan of the right? Show. I'll beat them up. <laughs> I'll beat them up like we want to beat up animal abuse. Yeah, <laughs> we'll make pinatas out of them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Gonna make them voodoo doll pinatas, basically. <laughs> oh, Fill man. it up with vegan. And candy. you said you had a one woman show as well. What you're doing? I said one person. One person show. show I apologize. No, I say one woman. Uh, yeah. Off. yeah, I'm not ashamed of yeah. my womanness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. I always go back and forth on that because yeah. I still I stop to adjust to saying actor instead of actress because I don't mind saying I actress. Prefer actor over actor. Yes. High five. <laughs> if I really lower my voice as well. But do you have a name for that particular character? Is well, that no, Dave it's, Morgan? It's, so Bunbury, his yes. name is from The Importance of Being Earnest. And uh, my mom and I used to listen to the, an audio tape of... Uh, the play over and over again when I was growing up and um, Dame Edith Evans who played Lady Bracknell and that's her voice and so I, I always have her in my oh, handbag <laughs> uh, so <laughs> to lose one parent seems unfortunate to lose both parents seems like carelessness to me so, yes. I could listen to an hour of you just doing that voice, quite honestly. I think I might have to do I hadn't thought of doing a character with that because it seems like somebody else's character, but no, I think, okay, there you go. Next no, lady show, next lady show. hysterically funny. I just, I love, it, but... well, you know, like, Maria Bamford does her, like, she had a whole episode about how she has that character voice that she does. It's her, like, uh, fancy, not even fancy, but just, like, like yuppie yeah, kind of yeah. dickhead voice. Yeah. Or, and she called it, like, she had a name for it. Mm-hmm. It was, like, Barbara or right. something like that. And, <laughs> and I can't remember who was playing the character, but it's, like, a relatively famous actor who played a guy who was, like, really into her. It was, like, James Franco or someone like that, right? <laughs> who was just like, oh, I'm in love with this voice. And then she's talking to a real voice, and he's like, no, no, don't no, do that no. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, just, I love the idea of having a fancy version or, like, a fancy character that comes out sometimes. Like, yeah. I like to do a posh voice, too. It's not quite mm. as good is that but right. I like that one yeah. very much. Mm-hmm. I could see that fancy lady either hosting some kind of like a baking or cooking show of some kind. Like, right. I'll Making like only child, aspects. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Great British Aspect Competition. <laughs> <laughs> I love Does it. your jelly wiggle? <laughs> That's what I love about sketch comedy about creating characters as well. It's like that that's all you need sometimes, right? I have this character Roxanne who is uh <laughs> It came from the outfit. When my mom passed away and we were cleaning out her house, I found this outfit that she had obviously purchased in the 80s when she worked at this high-end women's clothing store and just was clearly like, well, I paid a lot of money for this, so I'm going to hold on to it. Uh, it's these, like, gold lame, like, palazzo pants with a matching vest and, outfit, a ma- yeah. and this, like, brocade jacket <laughs> that goes with it. And I was just like, what the hell is this? Like a Paula Poundstone party outfit. Oh, my God. It's so glamorous. And I was like, and it took me, like, 
almost a decade to figure out what to do because I and I just keep putting it away and I'd look at it every once in a while and I'd be like ah who would wear that right and so yeah finally came up with the character but sometimes that's all it takes right it's like a a sentence or um uh my ex-comedy partner had a, a duo called the Crawford Twins for a while Lauren Martin who is probably having her a baby right, right now, now as we speak. Yes, she yeah. was like, they induced her and she's like still posting and I tweeting. I hope that baby's out by now. Oh man. She deserves a short labor. Yeah, she's, right? a cool, she's, she's a cool chick. Lauren Martin. <laughs> she's our, one of our only twofers we've had actually. She's been on twice. Oh nice. Because we love her so much. Yeah, she's great. Love tarot cards. <laughs> but we had a character, oh that's, there you go, yeah. yeah. She's into that. She's the Astrology thing for she's sure. She's a spooky girl. <laughs> we had a, um, I wrote a sketch for us called I Want a Baby that was just, ironically, right? Too good, too good um, of a sketch, it happened. <laughs> I know. That was just from this woman that I overheard talking about, you know, that how her friend came over and she just had this baby and she was really jealous. And she said, and I just kept thinking, I want a baby. And it just, <laughs> like, that sentence stuck in my head and just ran around in there I for days. And then I was like, oh, I don't know what, I don't know who it is, but I got to write this. And that's, you know... It, that you can find the sketch online okay. uh, on my YouTube. Um, but uh, yeah, it's that's all it takes, that's right? Cool. It's just that little piece of something, and then you're like, okay, who is this, and why would they do that, and why would they be wearing that, or why would they have that voice, or where would they be that it wouldn't make sense for them to have that voice, or you know, whatever those the, those things are that you come mm-hmm. up with, and next thing you know, you got a f- super fun character to play. It's that's one of my favorite fun. things about comedy. I like that format because, like, with a sketch too, you can just kind of keep it contained in like yeah. one little piece too. You don't have to like, and then I have to flush out this whole. Character character and their backstory for like a whole movie or like a whole book or whatever it's like here's just a vignette of like a snapshot in this like very interesting person's life and it's like kind of nice and it's like I'm not going to tell you everything about them you just have to figure out like what the heck is going on with this? Like, <laughs> I'm always wondering, what? How did the head crusher become the head crusher? Right. right? Like, what's his story? Yes. We'll never know. Well, and I have sort of a bit of a. Uh, uh, What's the opposite of a silver lining? Like a, a rotten a lead lining? lining? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, because I have a hard time doing recurring characters for that exact oh, reason. Okay. That I find somebody that it's like this specific moment in this person's life that is such a crossroads or a precipice that, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, and then people go, oh, I hope you'll do another like so and so monologue. And I'm like, I don't, they don't exist outside that moment in time for me, right? Yeah. So I have some characters that definitely, you know, I could write 1700 monologues for that character, but I have a lot that are like, just a one-off. Just there. Just there. That's where they live in my head. Just a momentary, beautiful exactly. thing. I, yeah. like I like it. It's it ephemeral. Ephemeral is the word I was looking for. Thank you so yeah, much for that. So that's good, what I love guys. about you. It's beyond everything else. But I really, like, it's you're making me want to do sketch, which is exciting. <gasps> well, it's something I never really thought about. Well, come do a sketch about. with us in the ladies' show sometime. Okay. okay. I'd love to have you. Great. I, yeah. I can do crazy voices, too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well. Stretch your writing muscles. Yeah. That's all. I just love muscles of all kinds. <laughs> were you trying to wrap us up there, Katie? Was I was. She was trying. We weren't having it. Is that Diana Ross? I, I want muscles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Right Which is written about a snake. Just to bring everything full circle. Well, that's muscles all we got. Muscles was uh, Michael Jackson's snake. 
muscles and then bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> have a lot of, speaking of strange animal names. Oh, we killed I wish, it. Can we play ourselves out with uh, Gowan's strange animal at this point? Because <laughs> I really feel like that would be the perfect exit song. Okay, I'll. thanks for giving me lots of homework yeah. that I have to edit in. <laughs> Better than I want to fuck you like an animal. Because that would be inappropriate Excuse me, that song is called Closer. That's uh, <laughs> an important part of the dining <laughs> shells. Ooh. Sorry. There's a character. Oh, wow. <laughs> a dickhead totally works is. In a, make a note, make a note. <laughs> a dickhead that works in a record shop? You know it. Okay, I think you found your next uh, inspiration. There you go. Okay, Morgan, thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. Um, do you have like a social media feed that you can plug and Instagram? I do. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, just at Morgan Brayton. And uh, Bunbury has his own Instagram. Oh, nice. This is Bunbury, B-U-N. B-U-R-Y. Oh, I know how to spell Bunbury. <laughs> um, and find The Lady Show uh, on Facebook and Instagram and uh, Twitter as well. Excellent. And theladyshow.com. We'll definitely be at the next one. I'm super Yay. excited. Yay! Okay, <laughs> see you guys next Bye. week on the old uh, Sea Hags podcast. Bye.